The History Man with Terry Kringle. Hello. The end for the Great Laxey Mines, as they were known, came in 1927. This was when notices were posted saying that all the men working in the mines had been laid off because of the fall in the world price of lead, which is what happened to the mines at Foxdale and Glen Russian when the Isle of Man Mining Company went into voluntary liquidation 16 years earlier, in 1911. It nearly happened at Laxey in 1922, when the threatening market problems were already well known. The situation appeared to have been saved when Mr. Robert Williamson, proprietor of the Laxey Glen Gardens and various other enterprises in the island, stepped in and bought the lease of the mines. But near disaster struck seven months later when a serious fire on the washing floors put the future of the whole operation in jeopardy. It destroyed the crushing and washing machinery and put the jobs of nearly 80 men under threat. Fortunately, the Manx government provided a loan of £2,000 so that the miners could be retained and employed to deal with the ore manually pending the repair of the machinery. But the end came once and for all when Mr Williamson died in March 1927. Mining at Laxey seems to have started tentatively in the late 1700s, but it was not until the 1830s that efforts met with any real success. The lease was held by what was called the Lonnon Mining Association. This was reformed as the Laxey Mining Company in 1848. After this, operations expanded into a period of considerable prosperity. The Laxey Mines became a leading producer of zinc ore, although lead with high silver content and copper were also mined. At the same time, there were labour problems, and a strike seriously disrupted the whole mining operation. Out-of-work Cornish miners were brought in to help break the strike. After this, the company underwent a number of changes. This brings us to the construction of the Lady Isabella, the Laxey Wheel, to provide additional power for keeping the mines clear of water so that men were able to open up working levels hundreds of feet below ground. This was also when the washing floors were constructed to cope with increased annual production of thousands of tonnes of ore. Responsible for this now highly successful enterprise were the so-called Big Three, who were in charge at the time. First, the chairman of the Laxey Mining Company was advocate, banker and entrepreneur Mr. G. W. Dumbbell. He had the foresight to provide the base for the spectacular expansion of the company and its activities. He died in 1887, long before the Dumbbell's bank crash of 1900. Then there was the mine's captain, Mr. Richard Rowe, who provided the technical mining expertise. He'd arrived in Laxey from Northern Ireland, and became involved with other enterprises, including the founder of the Laxey Flour Mills. After retiring to Douglas, he became a member of the House of Keys. Then there was Robert Casement, a native of Laxey and son of a wheelwright, who was responsible for the design of the Lady Isabella. But, and this is the big but, by 1890 the company was beginning to feel the effect of cheap ore being imported into Britain from such countries as South Africa the Laxey workforce diminished, and, as I have already said, the inevitable closure took place in 1927. The fact that the great Laxey mines lasted as long as they did, after the great mining complex of Foxdale and Glen Russian had gone under in 1911, 
is evidence of their excellence and survival in difficult circumstances. Meanwhile, I suppose the whole Isle of Man can claim ownership of the Lady Isabella, not just Laxey. It's one of the great sights of the island, which is known worldwide. It was named after the wife of the Lieutenant Governor, the Honourable Charles Hope, when it started working on September the 27th, 1854.